With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Daddy versus Doctor. Here are your hosts, pediatrician Dr. Scott Cohen and comedian Sebastian Maniscalco. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Daddy versus Doctor. We're gonna get right to it. We got a lot of topics in the bag. Let's go and pick one out, Scott Cohen. What the, what do we got? Let's go to the mailbag. We're gonna jump right into the bag. Uh, what do you got for us today, Dr. Cohen? All right, we got Connor and Barbara from Sacramento, California. And they are expecting, they say, we are expecting our second child this summer and have a three-year-old at home and want to know if we should do anything special to prepare her for her new baby brother. So... Because you've had two kids. Yeah, so Serafina, when Caruso came home, uh, we took Serafina to the hospital to meet him there. Yep. And uh, we were prepping Serafina for this moment. It's not like we just told her, you know, come to the hospital. <laughs> yeah, like this, somebody this kid's coming. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we say, hey, we got to make him feel at home. And, you know, let's make him, you know, she made him like a poster. You know, Welcome mm-hmm. home, baby brother. Um, so it was, it, we didn't do anything outside. I, I know some people suggest, oh, and I even forgot this. <laughs> Because I'm sure we talked about the suggestion. Yeah, like okay, well, well, actually, it was you we were talking to. You had gave us like, you, you gave us three things to do, and, uh, uh, and you didn't g- do any. Give, give me the three things, or maybe we we did them. What what what, what well, were some of the things you, you do? All right, so well, nowadays because a lot of people can't bring their child to the, the hospital because of new rules. Yeah. So what we tell them is when you bring the baby home, somebody go in and get the older sibling, bring them out to the car. So it's their baby at their house. So they're introducing the baby to their house. Because if you walk in with a new baby, you've sort of been replaced by the baby. Mm. Um, I like having a present from the older sibling to the baby and from the baby to the older sibling. Teaches sharing, gets them excited. And then if they're interested, which they usually are, then you come inside, have the baby on your lap, put them next to you, and the whole time giving all the attention to the older sibling. You're such a great big sister. You're so gentle. Your brother loves you. Because the most common behavior, even in a three-year-old, the best three-year-olds, you know, nice baby, nice baby, whack. And it's not that they want to hurt the baby. It's they want your attention. Mm. So if you escalate your attention, they won't escalate their behavior. And then my favorite things are reverse psychology. So if you're playing with the older sibling and the baby cries, reprimand the baby in front of them. Baby doesn't know. Uh, we're playing with Serafina right now. We'll be there in a second. 20 seconds. Oh, Serafina, your brother's crying. What should we do? Should we go get him? What you did in 20 seconds is said, you're more important. You make decisions. And now when you do it, she's not upset because she permitted it. What most people do as soon as the baby comes, hold on, Serafina. And you just sort of said after three years, the baby trumps you. Mm-hmm. And the final thing is reverse psychology because she sees the baby get attention for things you don't want her to do scream at the top of her lungs, poop in the diaper. So if you're doing something with the baby and she's watching, you give the alternative big girl attention. So you're gonna go pick him up because he's crying, 
Oh, Serafina, I wish he could talk to us like you can. I love that you use your words and not cry. So she wants to <clears> use <throat> words and act like a big girl. Oh, Serafina, I wish you, I wish he could poop in the potty like you can. It's so much better than these diapers. So again, she's mimicking behaviors that you're giving attention to, which are big girl behaviors, rather than acting like a baby. And you did none of this. No, I did. I, I, no. We did have a gift. I remember okay. uh, we stopped at Walgreens to pick up Caruso a little... Uh, uh, what do you call it? stuffed animal uh-huh. and then vice versa we did that she yeah. made the sign we did that and then pretty much uh it wasn't a bad, <laughs> it wasn't a bad thing right really no i mean bad. she's so good and older sibling <clears throat> girls especially they just want to be helpers help mommy that's another good one like help mommy hold my hand if i'm while i'm feeding you want to hold your baby doll and feed the baby doll while i feed caruso like getting them involved as much as they want and if they're not interested it's great don't be it's funny that we're talking about this because as we are i'm reflecting on when um jessica my sister came home from the hospital there was no going out to the car uh-huh. there was um it was at my grandmother's house and i remember this day it was it was like it's like burned in my head i remember them coming through the screen door and i was on the steps and they're like that's your sister and they put her in all the focus uh-huh. on the baby i'm sitting there trying to you know <laughs> get in and uh you know my parents haven't paid attention to me since so <laughs> um totally opposite but you love your sister and you have a great relationship with your sister despite it all it's it's uh (laughs) it's but there was none of that nuance back then it was uh, here's the new baby go take a walk we just Um, need something to talk about right (laughs) oh here we go hi guys Got the whole family. Wow. Yeah. I, I feel like you brought them on, so I'm supposed to discipline them on why they can't have a cell phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't really, I mean, cell phones, cell phones. They're going to ask, they're going to ask the question. Okay. Uh, so chill. Okay. <laughs> You're going too fast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so. This isn't the Lucas show. <laughs> so listen um is is the yes. dilemma a should the kids get a cell phone and b does every other kid their age have one um well he this he's 13 mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and that's adam he's 10 hey adam hey lucas 13 his 13 year old has one 10 year old doesn't okay and uh a little freaked because I don't know the cell phone is scary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kid, you know, yeah. his parents like starting out, you know, them with a cell phone is like a whole nother <sighs> world. You know, opening up a whole new world of crap. So, Lucas, <laughs> what do you do on a cell phone? Like, what what do you do? Well, I'm not like most teenagers, I guess, um, because I don't I don't really have any social media because personally, I don't really like it. Um, But I know that a lot of other kids my age, when they get a cell phone, they also get social media and all that stuff. And personally, I think that the phone has been like fine for me because I don't get any social media. So I'm still able to like text my family and my friends, but I don't see all of the other extra crap that's on social media that like wastes everybody's time so yeah 
All right, I'm going to make an observation right off the top. Just just you, just you talk just you talking for 32 seconds. This kid is more mature than me. <laughs> Sebastian should not have social media, yeah. that's for sure. I don't think we have anything to worry about with Lucas. Yeah. Okay? No, I I really don't, but Now, it's Ad, just Adam yeah. might be a problem. This is hard when you have siblings, right? Because we, mm-hmm. we were the same way. Once you open that box, the younger one wants it sooner than the older one had it. And it, oh, well, it's not fair, but she mm-hmm. didn't have it at this age. And you're right. You want to hold off as long right. as possible because it opens a Pandora's box. So what we're well, going to do. you do it? Like, oh, no, no. What were you going to ask? Sorry. No, no. Tell me. Um. You have daughters, right? Yes. And they're older. So 14 and 12. And you're right. So we did it initially because of that need. She had a lot of activity, soccer, after school, violin, after school. So we needed it because it actually helped us stay in contact with her, pick up times, figuring out things. So it was a little (laughs) selfish on our part, but it was helpful. But then obviously it snowballs in all directions. So I think what we need to do is we need to test Lucas. Lucas, you ready? For my test that yeah. I ask all my teenagers. All right. So why is you yeah. said, oh, I'm not on social media. I just text. Why is texting your best friend different than talking to them in person? Um, well, because you're not face to face, so you don't get like the rea- the facial reactions. And that's part of why I don't like social media, because like if everyone's sitting on the couch and just scrolling on the phone, or in his case, the iPad, then that's like lame. Like I want to be with people, you know? Um, right. So yeah, yeah so yeah. Lucas got the one answer that nobody gets, right? So emotions, it's hard to know, <laughs> it's hard to know tone when you don't see their face. So really important, you right. know, that when you text somebody, you think about how your words can make them feel. And if it's possible, mm-hmm. makes them feel poorly or talk negatively. This is for you, Sebastian, about other people. We do not send that text. All right. Number one, give me another reason. I'm putting you on the spot, Lucas, because you're a smart kid. Uh, well, it's also sometimes texts don't go in. At, like if you're in a conversation, whatever you say gets to them immediately, whereas they might not see the text immediately. Or All right. or And it's there forever, right? It's like we planted this, Lucas. Yeah. You got it. So when we're talking, our words go up into the sky and disappear unless you're video recording for a podcast. When you text those words, <laughs> they are there forever. So you don't send words or pictures or videos that you wouldn't show mom and dad. And that's the test you should say. You should say, would I show my mom and dad this? And if you wouldn't show your mom and dad, you don't send it to anybody else. Because it's not just what people think of you now. It's what they're going to think of you for a really long time. The third may be the most important. Have you been in a group chat yet? Um. Yeah, there was actually one at school, but it got kind of annoying, so I just left. <laughs> awesome, because oh, in every group chat, there's one dum-dum. There's one yep. kid who's Troll. being inappropriate, talking about other people, and when that happens, you do what you just did. You remove yourself and let your parents know, because who gets in trouble because of that one person? Everybody else. Everybody gets in trouble. So if you're going to be responsible with your phone, those are your three rules. He knew him. He's all set. Okay. No, no, not a hundred percent, but yeah. So I heard Lucas mention that Adam has a has an iPad. 
Yes. Okay, so the difference of the iPad and the iPhone is the the iPad limits the communication with other people just because he's just on the internet and not necessarily socializing. Well, I do I do have some like text text with my friend from school on iMessages, but I don't really use social media at all. And mm -hmm. allow that, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think you hold um, off on social media as long as possible. Definitely not yeah. a 10 year old. Um, there has to be limits on it. And you know, mom and dad can see anything that you have on there at any time. They're in charge of the phone. It's their phone, right? There's no secrets on your phone or internet. Um, you want to limit it before bedtime, right? Because all mm -hmm. these things, they're not great for the brain. These aren't helping you grow. They're not helping you learn, right? So that's that's the really important thing. We have to be responsible. And it's on mommy and daddy's time, not on your time. So if mommy and daddy want you to have it, great. But when they say it's time to give it up, we want to give it up as well because they know what's best. I think yeah. we could all learn from my father and what he used to say and still says, oh, no. which is never put anything in writing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Should call you later. But it, right. sound, it sounds hey. like you've done a really great job raising these two fine young boys and they have a really good head oh, on thank their, you. their shoulders. Uh, thank I would you. only hope that my kids at this age will will have half of the knowledge these two have because they seem like they're really, really adorable young men. Um, the other thing we did, which I'm gonna send to you to sign, we, we, we did a contract with our kids when they got a phone uh, laying out the rules, laying out the expectations, and understanding that if that contract wasn't abided by, their phone would be get would would be taken away, um, and the only phone that's been taken away is mine. So, um, Sebastian, I just wanted to mention that I grew up in like your town area. Are you growing up in I grew up in Schaumburg. Oh, uh, do you go to Schaumburg so, High? In our first condo, was it, uh, I went to Conant. I went to Conant. All right, I went to Rolling Meadows. Yes, yeah. same age, and I remember I listened to the, the well, I probably shouldn't bring it, but I listened to the cast, and uh, I go to I, I went to all the dance clubs you used to go to. Oh, you went to McGreevy's? Oh, yeah, and, and Totos. And, like, Did you meet your so, husband at McGreevy's? No, we met in, we met in, uh, oh, Junior High. <laughs> you met in Junior High? Wow. That's love. Yeah, over 30 years. So Wow. That's um a our first condo was in Arlington Heights. So I don't know. It's just it's just it's all your comedy and you where your background and everything. I grew up in an Italian family too, so it's just I just Yeah, everybody kind of relates to the Italian upbringing, yeah. especially yeah. in uh, in the northwest suburbs of Chicago. There's a lot yeah. of comedy going on there. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and I, my maiden name is your son's name. Oh, Caruso. Nice. Sorry. There's all these connections. So. Oh, you guys may have dated. Well, no, they've been together since junior. No, high, so. we, I would have been cheating on. Uh, she would have been cheating on her husband. <laughs> right. That doesn't work. Yeah. So. yeah, it's true. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. So. All right, guys, listen. No she's social cheating, media. She's cheating on me now. No social media. <laughs> What, what, did I say? what happened? Oh, she said I'm cheating on him now. I don't even know. Oh, that's all right. Right in front of the boys. That's okay. Hey, boys, keep your parents in line, please. Check their phones. All right. No. Boys, do you know you know mommy's boyfriend? 
right, guys, get some sleep. It's time to go to bed. Yes. Have a good night. Thanks for calling. All right, thank you. You got it. Bye bye, guys. When will your kids get a phone? Um, you know, I don't know. It's it's a hard call. This is going to be probably another seven to ten years Mm -hmm. down the down the road, and who knows where we're going to be at that time. I just know right now, Serafina doesn't have a a device. Mm -hmm. She only gets to use it when mommy does her hair. And she's on YouTube. I don't like YouTube. Okay. Do you do YouTube kids? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Because you don't want to surf in anything. Well, this is what we haven't done. We haven't gone to the YouTube and put any restrictions on it. Because when I look at what she's looking at, I go, what are you watching? She's watching other kids build like a dollhouse. Yeah. Right? There's nothing on there that's, but then she's watching gymnastics, mm-hmm. right? Because she loves gymnastics. Kids are tumbling, but the kids are, you know, 15, 16. And, you know, they're, they're dressed you know, with the half top and this mm-hmm. and that. I don't want that to be the, you know, the go-to of how she should dress. I'm going to be in a world of problems here in the next six, yeah. seven years. Put some limits because you just don't want, you know, you put in an innocuous term and who knows what pops up. Yeah. We would do much better if we just sat here in open presence and tried to get kids to watch us. Because that's what they watch on YouTube. You know, opening opening the eggs, opening the presents. Or they're watching other things. kids play, yeah. Right, play video games. We should just sit here and play video yeah, games. Yeah, we're out Maybe here. Somebody... We've got a full-blown team. I know. We've got a logo. <laughs> we have I a, got logo. a lav mic on, and we got 300 <sighs> people watching this. Uh, have you seen Sebastian's sweater? Yeah, collection. it's, it's, it's the Swallow. sweater collection. So thanks, Lucas and Adam, for calling in, and hopefully next time you'll do it without your parents. Um, so, <laughs> hey, how you doing, guys? Good, man. What's going on? I'm gonna hide in the bedroom right now. All right, seen you do a lot of hiding in the bedroom. <laughs> Been waiting for a little bit, so. All right. What what do we got? A bottle on a a four-year-old? Yeah, that's that's one of the big ones. My wife didn't want me to talk about it, but (laughs) one of the only main concerns I have, honestly. So, Gary, I think I think it's a parenting issue, not a child issue. Uh, (laughs) I think so too. (laughs) There's only one way to get rid of a bottle. Take the bottle away. away, right? I know. I know. So are, is it is it uh is it your wife that wants to keep him on the bottle or what or how what's the problem? Yeah, I'm kind of the tougher one when it comes to it, but uh she sees it as like a soothing thing. It's really just at night when it's kind of getting to be like bed t- bedtime, you know. Um me I kind of just ignore it. I'll be like, okay, I'll go get you one, baby. I'll get you one. And I just put it off, put it off, put it off until hopefully she falls asleep, you know? Yeah. So, but some nights she won't fall asleep until she gets it. So, is there kind of given. Is there anything that they 
could supplement for the bottle as something to soothe or yeah i mean you could offer the same thing in like a sippy cup or straw cup she's going to refuse it because she's not taking it because of what's in it she's taking it for the comfort of the bottle so really right. this age exactly. is probably ripping off the band-aid and, and not giving it to the bottle and trying something else but again she's going to refuse and be upset about it for a couple nights and then it will probably be done i don't think you have to worry about assuming she's growing and healthy i don't think you have to worry about the volume that she's taking if she's thirsty she'll make right. it up somewhere else so i don't think that's an issue i think obviously it just seems like it's an easy way to comfort and get down to bed but it's nice for her to learn there's other soothing methods truth is nobody goes to college with a bottle but you know it's nice <laughs> to learn other soothing methods to get down mm. other than the bottle well is that similar to the sucking of the thumb where that generally just will go away it will go away but the bottle's easier than the thumb because you can remove the bottle. Yeah. The other thing I get concerned about is bottles at night, the milk sitting in the mouth, that can lead to dental decay and you know things like that, which isn't good. Just uh -huh. the milk and the sugars on the teeth. Got it. So when did you get rid of your bottle? Uh, I don't even know if I was given a bottle. <laughs> I think uh, I was kind of uh, fending for myself uh, yeah. at, a, at a young. Yeah, young forage, yeah. <laughs> foraging yeah. for berries. So you have no yeah, say, no. basically. So you have no say. That's why you're hiding in the bedroom. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> They're in the other room. I'm hiding. <laughs> so wait, what's going to happen after exactly you talk to my wife told me what to do? <laughs> so after this, do you go out to her and you say, Sebastian and Dr. Scott said this, or we just keep it between the three of us? I think we'll keep it between the three of us until <laughs> it makes the show or not. We'll see. So you just did this to know that you were right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. We listen. We both know that it's not right, and we we both try real hard with it. But it is a comfort thing for her, and yeah. we, you know, it's it's something that we. That's the only thing that we lack on with with our daughter is uh, bottle breaking. Really, hey, listen. If this and is it, the it, worst thing that happens in her life, you guys are all set. I wouldn't worry too much. At this point, it's really not even milk in there. Half the time, it's just water with literally a drop of milk. Yeah. It's it's not for the nutrition, obviously. It's not for anything like that. It's just a soothing thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I know it's comforting, but if this is the if this is your biggest problem, I think you guys are doing a great job over there. Is that a, is that a yeah. Chicago White Sox jersey? What is that? Listen, first of all, that's a Yankees jersey. Oh, I'm from Long Island. I was going to correct him, but I wanted to hear from yeah. you. <laughs> we're from Long Island, like your buddy Petey, who we're actually going to see in January. We live in uh, we live in Florida now, but yeah, it's it's definitely a Yankees nice. jersey. I'm sorry to tell you that. That's okay. But uh, huge fans, huge fans of everything you guys do, and uh, you know. Great opportunity to get to hang out and talk to you guys. Yeah, man. Well, uh, uh, well, well when this airs, I think your wife is going to actually know that we spoke. So uh, until that time, I, I, I beg you peace in your home. <laughs> and your wife's yeah, always right. You know thanks. that. Yeah. yeah. All right, yeah, All right brother. Great. Nice yeah, talking I mean, to you. Take care, guys. Be good. Bye. Take care. Uh, you didn't catch the New York accent. I and, uh, thought the I thought that was White Sox. Uh, I don't know why. That's how much I know about baseball pinstripes. What do I know? Uh, and plus, he had a Chicago vibe to him. So I thought maybe he was cool. uh, in a local garage band in Chicago. I like I like when people call and they already know the answers and they yeah. just want to talk about it. But it's good because there's a million other people out there whose kids take bottles at four years old, five years old, and oh well.
Yeah, I don't think it's anything to be concerned about. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. Hi. What's going on? All right. I think it's really dark. Hold on. You think? (laughs) I'm in the dark. (laughs) Running to the other room. What are you, a vampire? You black walls? What the hell you got going on over there? Oh, a Navy study. Okay. Okay. Look back over here. Um, So what's going on? We got the kid who won't flush or wipe. She won't wipe. So I think she used to wipe. Now she won't wipe. Um, she's in preschool. And we're not hearing anything from the teacher. But we're, we're having, you know, a little bit of a diaper bath situation. And we're like, hey, you need to wipe. She's like, I'm not wiping. How, how, and then how old is she? She just turned four. So this, four. Is, this is right in your realm. You got two. Well, is either one wiping? Serafina um, wipe? Serafina wipe, she's five and a half. Yeah. Caruso, no chance. Caruso is, I have to be honest with you, I'm, I'm on him with wiping. So the problem with a three-year-old wiping, yeah. he don't get it. No. You know, it's like. Just it's like finish. A, yeah, it's like a, there's no real detail work <laughs> done, like... you know. It's <laughs> But for for your daughter, four years old, we ran into this with Serafina where not necessarily, she's still wearing a diaper for to bed, mm-hmm. which we got to get into. I I'm know, not into this fine. at all. It's yeah, fine. we have that. We're doing that too. We still got diaper at bed. I don't even know. Like, psychiatrist, you think I know. No, diapers at night are fine. They're fine. But she's potty trained during the day, are right? They? She potty trained during the day? Oh, yeah. yeah she's yeah. in preschool. Okay. All right. So the the rash, mm-hmm. I would assume, from my experience, is coming from the urine in the diaper at night, right? Sitting in, sitting yeah. there all night? Okay, yeah, that- I mean, right. The more wet, when you're wet at night, probably irritation that. And also if there's like residual poop in your, in your butt, then yeah, you're going to you have get- like some things. But I mean, I think at four, still very age appropriate not to be good at that. Do, don't, do they help at school? I think so. Yeah. We're not, we're not hearing anything that they're like, hey, you know, she's not wiping her butt and there's poop. Yeah. No, I mean, usually at preschool, they help out and then you help out. Yeah. And then over time, they teach usually around kindergarten age, they get better at it and are more independent about it. But I think a four year old who isn't great at it, I mean, I've seen a lot of older kids who aren't great at it. So I, I think that's still, still normal to help out. Well, is the rash on our behind? Yeah, I mean, like, we're getting him ready for a bath or shower. I'm like, where's... Yeah. yeah, but that may be more the diaper. I agree at night. It's, a, it's the diaper. Yeah. What, we, what we did is we took okay. a picture yeah. of her butt, uh-huh. and we showed it to her uh-huh. and said, this is what's on <laughs> your ass. Uh-huh. Start wiping, uh-huh. or this is, this is going to get worse. And that... Wow, so you shamed her into a medical illness. Hey. What am I going to do? Right. Talk nice. And next thing you know, <laughs> the kid's got a diaper on at 18. No, we, we show them, we show them what the problem is and it's your decision whether or not you want to fix it. So mm-hmm. it's true. Like, why would they, why would she know what diaper rash is? Like, why would yeah. she know what's going on? Yeah. yeah. But I think the diaper Sorry? rash, I think again, being in diapers at night, which purely is a brain bladder connection. You can't train nighttime. Okay. Potty training. We've talked about this. I know you want it to happen this second, but really it will happen when she's ready, especially if she's dry during the day. You know, there's nothing pathologic, yeah. but being in a wet diaper, yeah. 
you're gonna have, get diaper rash from time to time. So you just load up the paste load and help our wife. So what is what is the what is is it desitin? What is it on the yes? Yeah. Any type of all you're doing is creating a barrier so that if you poop or pee, it doesn't contact the skin, which irritates it. Because diaper rash is basically contact irritation of something, so prevent the contact. So any of the thick paste, desitin, okay. Balmax, A and D, whatever you what whatever you like the smell and taste of. She's like, decides not to flush something. Like, go to her toilet and like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, why didn't you? Flush? I mean, she's just. I, don't know. I think she's just four. I, I forget. Four. I forget to flush sometimes. Yeah, I won't Is worry too about much that. information. Uh, no, no. I, I get my f- wife on. She'll tell you. No, I flush every time. But I don't. She's four years old. You you don't flush. No, I've been I've been known to leave a little evidence behind. Mm, got it. Um, just because I don't know. Sometimes every once in a yeah. while, you know, whatever happens, you forget. I don't. know. I think four year olds have other things on their mind. So do I. Yeah. Um, so yeah, any exactly. any other uh, issues going on over there with the psyche uh, psychiatric I mean, analysis? She's what four. I mean, I I just turned my husband back and um I said, wow, like two and three, I think we're good. But four, like, has been way changer. We actually, I don't know, we're trying different things. She started watching Bluey a few days ago, a few weeks ago, and we think that has like escalated some behavior. Like she hid my keys already, and I <laughs> have got to get to the hospital. Yeah. And she hid my key. I had no idea. I had no idea. I guess Bluey hides keys. I had no idea. Bluey so Bluey is supposed <laughs> to be one of the better cartoons. Uh-huh. And uh, for kids to watch. That's mm. what I hear. I don't know. I haven't watched it. But uh, <laughs> my kids <laughs> watch it. My keys are still here. I don't know. <laughs> we thought it was cute. We thought it was fun. There's like been like a lot of physical like teasing uh physical comedy physical like stuff lately so we're gonna change it up i'm an adult psychiatrist not a child psychiatrist so i don't i don't do kids well it sounds like she's gonna grow up and be just like sebastian could you <laughs> could you give me like an analysis of myself just based on your i would love to like just now yeah i would love that <laughs> i would love that too please just like on site like like based on what you like know yeah like, and, I mean, you know, I'm immigrant's child. You're born in America, right, Sebastian? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that changes the game. So are you saying since we're from immigrant parents, all you learned in school goes out the window when you're analyzing first-generation <laughs> people? I'm saying that it just sets things like, like there's already, you are just born into this conflict of like parent is immigrant but we're in America so there's just like everything we encounter has this conflict of like mom and dad they were raised this way they did things this way yeah. we're here Sally over here does that you know see this it's is, just it happens this is something that actually we should extract from the podcast a lot of people okay including my wife do not know the struggle of a first generation <laughs> offspring of immigrant 100%. parents you're just in between everything yeah you're yeah. like wait a minute wait a minute you're like you go to school just example you go to school and everybody has lunch that doesn't need to be refrigerated right right, right? and you have clams right uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So, so this is a constant back and forth of going, wait a minute, I'm going here and I'm seeing this, but when I go home, it's a completely different world. It's so like you feel different. In, yeah. You feel different and you have to assess everything that you encounter because it goes in complete contradiction of what the hell's going on at home. Mm. And then when you go home and you tell your parents, this is what they're doing at school, your parents tell you, they don't know nothing. So, so it gives you tougher your, skin. Yeah, it gives you tougher skin and it gives yeah. you a whole perspective on, a uh, different perspective on, on the world. And I've been trying to tell my wife this, but she just, if you're not from that world, you don't know it. So now looking back, who was right? Your parents or the other people? You know, I gotta go with my parents. Yeah. Uh, it, believe me, I had a delicious lunch. <laughs> Clams. I love it. Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> Thank you for calling in. Thank uh, you for the psychoanalysis of this man. Yes. what's going on welcome to the show um, thank you so much my name is sebastian this is dr cohen nice to meet you nice to meet both of you thank you for having me on the show can i have just a second to say something i've been wanting to say i'm a patreon member i'm a cast member i went to see you in orlando in may nice no, thank um, you i'm so nervous Oh. I um I lost my father in 2019. Sorry. Um, my father was hit by a drunk driver walking. 83 years old, very very Italian, Spaniolo, William Spaniolo. Um, and I had a hard time connecting with my dad through my whole life. Watching you, Sebastian, has been amazing. I had a really hard. I lost three people in three years. I lost my father, my brother, and my stepdad. Jesus. Um, 2019, 2020, and then 21. So, and I started watching you, and I it really helped me to navigate my relationship with my father because he's everything Italian. And it wasn't like me; it was my dad. He was an Italian. So, thank you for that so much. You you've helped me process and go through a lot. Um, and I just I just thank you. Oh, I, I that's, can't even that's think sweet. That's very sweet. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I was able to shed some light on the Italian father who is so misunderstood. <laughs> very much so. My father, I, I and, and quickly, I know you guys have a show and you have to keep a schedule. My father was worked with Muhammad Ali, or he knew him up until his death. He met him in the seventies. Um, great friends with him and used to go to Chicago a lot. I actually have, I don't know if you can see, but I have, uh, I have pictures. Um, this is wow. my father's back here in the back, Spaniolo, because he did a lot of, from, I'm sorry, the light's probably not great, but um, also this is my father here, um, here with, with Ali. I don't know if you wow, can see yeah, that. Yeah, 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 that's crazy. What did he do for and, Ali? What, what? He put together events. He did. Um, he did events with Sylvester Stallone and with uh, with Tom Jones, and he did a lot. He put together like sports events and did um, 
Oh my gosh, I don't even, can't think. You can be so nervous. You can't even think of the oh, word. Be nervous. He called himself the Italian entrepreneur. And he brought the World Games to Battle Creek, Michigan. He brought Ali up to Marquette for a fu- fundraising. He would do fundraising events. Mm-hmm. And he put people together. And he was just amazing. You are like my second favorite person to my father. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> and my dad is so high on the on the scale of, of, of anyways. But we are doing a donation of my father's name um, to the Ali Museum. Uh, Lonnie Ali and Layla Ali are on the board. And my dad had 500 books that were done with Ali years ago. Um, and he's the only one that has these books and we're going to donate them. And hopefully we're going to get a plaque with my father's name because he, he loved Ali. But I have, I have those books for you and Pete and Dr. Cohen. Um, this is the one. I'm so sorry. I know you have a schedule. No, it's all right. That's all right. We're good. We're good. I went, I went to see you in Orlando and I wanted to give it to you, but there was a lady that walked up to you on stage and gave you a glitter poster and you were, you were like, okay, I got this glitter poster. So I was like, yep, nope, I'm out of that. I'm not going to walk up there and <laughs> interrupt him while he's doing his thing. So I'd like to send him to you or I could give him to Pete because I'm going to go see Pete in Fort Lauderdale Oh, nice. in January. Nice. Yeah, so, no, I would love yeah. a, a book. Uh, yeah, we can get your information, and then we, we could either send them or give them to Pete. However, you want to do it, but we would love uh, we would love love one. Amazing. I would love to send it um, because I also had something I wanted to send to the kids as well. So, oh, you're sweet. Um, I'm so I'm so sorry. I take your time. I know you're busy. I have been waiting, and it's my it's my birthday tomorrow, so I'm missing oh, my happy birthday. 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 That's, Thank you. That's fantastic. Tomorrow, but. The girls are texting me like, I'm waiting until March if I have to. So you're just going to have to shut the party down. <laughs> so, so do you have kids? I do. Joshua, my son is, and I wanted to also thank you because I just watched your show about the 15, 16 year old girl who has high functioning autism yeah. and has had struggles with, with, mental health and her her issues that her mother talked about my son also goes through that mm. um and i take an approach of probably the italian approach of comedy and this poor kid he's just like my mom i just i don't know what to do with her she's i kind of bring humor into a lot of it okay. so, and joshua come here he loves you and where is he he's nervous oh don't be nervous bro <laughs> Nothing to be nervous about. What's up? Hi. How's it going, brother? What's going on? <laughs> wow. Say, say, I'm Italian. That's right. You're Italian. Yes. Wow. How, how old are you? 15. Wow. 15. You got a mustache already? <laughs> Man, you have, you have a mustache. I, I, I can't. I can't grow a mustache now. So no, I'm not Italian. I had a mustache yeah. at nine. <laughs> Sweet family. I'll tell you one funny thing because I know you like the observational comedy and, and things that happen at airports. And we just traveled. 
And I took, we were going into second, um, going through TSC. And they asked him for his ID. And I said, I'm sorry, he's 15, he had his mask on. And they said, well, he needs to pull his mask down. And I said, absolutely pull your mask down. And he had the growth. And she said, he needs to shave. He needs to shave. He looks like he's 18. And I was like, really? That's what you're going to say to me. So I, 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 I was, I have a little joke about it, but I'm not as good as you, obviously. So, but yeah, so I was told that I should make my son shave. No, so you know what? Fun. The next time you tell him, uh, you're, he's going to come with a, with a beard down to his nipples. Uh, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's, you know, listen, um, that's very sweet of you to share all, all those things, the, the photos, the book, and uh, introducing us to your beautiful son. And uh, I'm so glad that uh, we share the same Italian father uh, figure. Yes. Because uh, it's one that's so easily... Um, it's it's hard to understand. It's it, when talking about Italian fathers to other people who aren't Italian, they don't even get, they don't even get, don't it. get it. They do not get it. They just think they're just like, oh my god, your dad is. I just can't even deal with him. But uh, he and he did meet Frank Sinatra because I know you talk about Frank a lot. He met, I think it's Jilly Rizzo. Yeah, um, or Rizzo, his manager. He was friends with him, so he met him way back, and he. Pope John Paul II Jeez. took him about 10 years yeah, and he had this picture blessed the house that I inherited when my father passed he had the house I guess the picture which is supposed to extend to the home as a blessing from the Pope so um, he went through an Italian bishop uh, uh, or cardinal Cardinal Shaka and spent like 10 years on this journey to meet him and he did. So he it, it just you you you've done so much for me to help me understand my my dad and the things that he was doing and being so I mean, if he said it, he did it. And that's really admirable. I just yeah, I know I need to No, all good. Well, your dad sounds like he was a fantastic man and a true entrepreneur, and uh, you're lucky to have him as a father. And we were lucky to have you as a guest on our show Absolutely. today. Really appreciate Pleasure you calling to meet in. you and your family. I have a question for you. Yes. Did you ever think when you got into comedy that your comedy would touch people in such a positive way no i mean like you just out there making people laugh yeah. and then there's another layer like you you heard her say that you know uh, she understood her father better by listening to my comedy and then we're doing a show about autism which sparks that you know you don't know who that's going to hit and she has the son that comes out and it's funny when you and i don't know autism intimately mm -hmm. i don't exactly know I heard of high functioning autism. I've heard of just autism mm -hmm. in general. Um, so I don't, I try not to treat the autistic any kid any different than I you would shouldn't. like. Right. He had a mustache and I just thought it would be funny if you had a mustache right. 15. I didn't think his brain would process that any differently than a, any normal 15 year old kid. And I don't know if I'm sometimes maybe out of line by saying something like that, but, um, Autism. Mm -hmm. What is it? 
what, what, what exactly in the brain like she said that the kid's brilliant right. and I, I when i think of autism i think of uh dustin hoffman and rain man right what it, what what's so, the I mean, it's a spectrum so what you think of the dust hoffman and rain man is one end of the spectrum this is a very gross generalization but what autistic children lack in general is receptive language. So remember when we were talking to that family about the 15 month old, she was worried about the number of words, but mm -hmm. she said she understood everything. Mm -hmm. So typically as we approach 18 months, that level of understanding, like responding to your name, looking when you point, following commands, imitating, hey, bring me your shoes. They go and get the shoes, bring them to you. That's receptive language. And what autistic children lack is that receptive language in some degree. Often there is some sort of speech delay too, expressively, the words that they say, but in its core, it's the receptive language. So when you have that child who you're asking to go do something, they're not making eye contact with you, they're not following directions, there's a disconnect there. And often it shows up, that's why 18 months to two years is usually when it's diagnosed because you don't know that something's missing till it's supposed to be there, right? You would never say a six-month-old is delayed in walking because no six-month-olds walk. Mm -hmm. So you don't know you're missing that form of language till it's supposed to be there, which is around 18 months to two years. And then you start seeing that disconnect. Some autistic children, like you mentioned, high-functioning autism or in Rain Man, have, are super high IQ, have very special abilities, maybe it's math, maybe it's remembering numbers, maybe it's remembering words, things like that, different portion of their brain, but there's sort of a disconnect in that socialization. Again, I'm, I'm this is a broad generalization, yeah. but in general, that's, that's what's going on. Okay, so is it similar to when you're blind, all your other senses heighten? Is it because they don't have the receptor uh ability to receive information that other parts of their brain are highlighted in this extravagance mm, i don't know if it's exactly that as much as it you know you're born with you know a deficit one place and sometimes it highlights something somewhere else mm. um but it is amazing like she said and and i love what you said like you made the joke about a mustache not thinking of him any differently and i think that's what she's pointing out too about dancing in the parking lot. Some people could look at you. Know, why is a teenager dancing in the parking lot? That's so weird. All she wants to hear is, look how fun, how much fun he's having. He's happy right now dancing in the parking yeah. lot. And that's how you treated him too. And that's what your comedy gave her and the family, which is amazing. Yeah, no, it's, so. it's another great call. I mean, you know, so we had that autism call last time and mm -hmm. uh, this was uh, this was something else. So um, yeah, any, anytime you guys feel like giving us a call, again, daddyversedoctor at gmail.com. Whatever you're dealing with, Dr. Cohen, I made a good point on a, on a previous show that uh, even if we can't offer a solution or a suggestion to whatever you're going through, it's always nice to just talk and talk it out, hear yourself speak it out, just get it off your shoulders. If you had nobody else to talk to, chime in with us, and as long as you get it off your shoulders, sometimes... It, it 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 helps and the one thing i can guarantee is somebody else is going through the exact same thing but it feels like you're the only one and you're definitely not yeah so oh another amazing show today i gotta tell you i mean the woman uh mrs paul uh the frank sinatra story with her father father getting hit by a drunk driver at 83 years old <sighs> Just heartbreaking. And then autistic son who's 15 who has a beautiful mustache. What? 
What uh, what else? What else did we have on the show? <laughs> <laughs> well, after that, actually, no, wait, no, oh. no. My favorite part of the show, I mean, there's a lot of favorites, but having a adult psychiatrist psychoanalyze you yes. was probably a highlight for me because I'm in the pediatric world. And then, of course, talking about nighttime wedding, about not wiping yourself during the day, the child, not the adult. Yeah, yeah. And uh, some good topics. Yeah. Uh, and again, if you guys want to be a part of the show, please don't hesitate to email us at daddyversusdoctor at gmail.com. Just leave your, uh, your, your question, your video, whatever you're going through at the house. Hopefully, we'll have you on the show. And if you don't want to do that, mailbag. Also mailbag. Bag. Uh, <laughs> just leave your question, and we'll answer your question on air. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. This is Dr. Scott Cohen, and I'm off to take my shirt off. He's an itch, itch. My so itchy. The opinions expressed in this program are not intended as professional medical advice, as a diagnosis, as a treatment protocol, or as a substitute for professional medical advice from your physician. Please consider your own medical history and consult with your own physician for your specific health care and or medical needs and about your concerns for yourself and your family.